101.9 Hi FM. 101.9 Hi FM. 101.9 Hi FM. It is 101.9. 101.9 Hi FM. Hi FM. Hi FM. Hi FM. Hi FM. Hi FM. Hi Hi FM. 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 Hi Current Affairs and Culture Show. Welcome to the program. Nice to be with you on this lovely Monday morning. Uh, it was a bit of rain last night and we always need more rain. Although some needs to go to Cape Town, but uh, it's good that we're getting something uh, and uh, it is nice to be with you. And today I'm happy to say that we are going to be discussing one of, uh, I think, the brands in the Jewish community that a lot of people know and uh, have been involved with, I'm sure, uh, at different periods in their lives or the, or uh, with different occasions, and uh, we're going to be finding out about what they're up to and uh, what uh, they're going to be doing next, which I think is is going to be fascinating. And uh, to do it, we've got a real expert as well, so I'm happy to say someone has flown all the way from Israel uh, to be in studio. We're talking about Weezo. Uh, they always they always get the like if you, you have to pronounce it right, if you, all sorts of ways of doing it. But it's uh, the Women's International Zionist Organization, and their world president uh, is in the country at the moment on a tour so we're going to be chatting to her she's Esther Moore and uh, we're going to be finding out all about the organization what it does uh, what it does in South Africa where it's going and uh, I'm very very excited to to be speaking to them and uh, please if you want to also ask some questions during the show we love to have your uh, engagement you can SMS us on 34519 that's the SMS line you can WhatsApp us on 061 895 1019 send us a tweet uh, at chaifem or email us uh, Info, uh, on air at highfm.com and uh, we're happy to take any questions uh, maybe you were involved with WITSO uh, at some point uh, or you're involved currently or you have some memories uh, we'd be very very happy uh, to to have you on the show uh, but who we have on the show right now is World President Esther Moore thank you so much for coming on the, on the New Blue Review and welcome to South Africa Thank you, thank you, and good morning to you too. Uh, before we start with Wizo and the work that you guys do, you have an absolutely fascinating personal background. You grew up in India, you've lived in Europe. Uh, first of all, I mean, I'd love to, to hear a little bit more about India and what was it like to, to, to grow up as a, as a Jew in, in, in a country like that? Well, I was born in Pakistan. But I grew up in India. Wow. I went to school. Would you believe it? It was a Catholic school, and yet I was very Jewish at home. And uh, I went to a Catholic university as well. We never saw anti-Semitism in India. Uh, It was open to all religions. Mm -hmm. They were fine. We had a beautiful synagogue there, uh, which we could observe all our holidays. And um, no, it was good. It was good. Living in India was good. And, and what part of India were you living in? Uh, up till the age of five, I was in New Delhi mm-hmm. and then came down to Bombay till I got married. And it, it must be very interesting for you to see now all of these Israelis that are kind of rediscovering India and going there and, uh, and, and seeing the place. Now it's the new thing. I was there before it became the new thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was already the thing when you were there. Yes. And, yes. and, and Delhi is it's an amazing, famous place. I've, I've been to Delhi personally. Uh, a lot of history to do with Gandhi right. and to do with uh, the, uh, the, the, the royalty of, of, of the Hindus and the Muslims right. in that area. Together. It's a fascinating well, city. When, when Gandhi was assassinated, it was in a park. And we didn't. Li- we lived 
quite close to that park. Mm-hmm. It was a, a moment that I can't forget. The people that were there, and we were in school, and we had to be rushed home on tongas. You know what a tonga is? No, tell us what a tonga is. It's a horse and carriage driven by one man only and one horse, and you have this carriage with two, three people that can sit on it. It's called a tonga. It's in like, an, like an Uber, but back in the day. <laughs> back in those days, right. <laughs> right. We were rushed home with the fear that there would be really a, a big attack. Mm-hmm. But it was very peaceful, as Gandhi always did everything very peacefully, and his... His death was peaceful as well. Sure, very, very interesting. So, so you you went from India uh, and and you ended up uh, in other parts of the world, world and eventually in Israel. Right, around about 1980, I came as a Zionist, a very strong Zionist, in, back to Israel, to mm-hmm. Israel for the first time, and uh, was wonderful. We built a home there. We brought our children there, and uh, the children actually came quite grown up. From Milan, we came from Milan to Israel, and uh, we loved it. I still love it, and I went straight away to start working in Vizzo. And and where do you where do you live in Israel for people who might uh, be for listening? For thirty three years, I lived in Savion, mm-hmm. and the last five years, I live in Herzliya. Okay. By so the sea. By the sea, where it's uh, uh, where they have the beautiful yachts and the boats Absolutely. and the Absolutely. Gorgeous, the gorgeous. Israel is really gorgeous, and I do believe it's the best place on earth to live in. <laughs> certainly, certainly is a, an amazing place to live or even uh, visit, and I'm sure many of our, our listeners uh, will know. So, so that's a, you have an interesting background, and uh, you, you decided to devote your, your time to it. So, but for people who don't know or maybe not aware uh, what maybe they know more that what the South African branch does because that's the one that connects. Give us a sense about what what is the history of Vizzo? Where, where does it come from, uh, and what does it do? Well, Vizzo was initiated by two very strong Zionist women, um, Rebecca Zief and Vera Weizmann, our first president's wife. Uh, they came from England, and they decided when they came that. They had to do something for the babies in Israel, and they opened up a baby home. This was in 1920. Okay. And it all started with a baby home in Jerusalem, and it became more and more, and we have now today 180-plus daycare centers that took the place of that baby home all over Israel. We have eight schools which have six villages attached to them, youth villages attached to them, of 40 centers where women can go and learn how to read, write, and use a computer and get empowered. We have two women's batter- shelters for mm-hmm. battered women. Mm-hmm. It just can go on and on and on. Vizo is there to save lives, to help children, to make a life better for people that need it, that are at risk. We're there to help every single person we possibly can to make their lives as good or maybe better than the ones we live in. So in many ways it was a, 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 a mission or a project to to assist, well, I guess in the 1920s you're talking about somewhere into the Zionist project but not quite into the project right. of Israel yet right. uh, as, as sort of a development uh, tool to, to, to help the society. Well, these, these women 
we didn't have women that were emancipated then. The women mm-hmm. couldn't do anything. So these two women went to their husbands and said, we want to start something. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the husband said, go ahead, go ahead. They'll be busy. Go ahead. You go ahead and do your stuff. We'll do our stuff. Right. And they did good stuff. They really did a very good job because here we are, nearly 98 years old. We are going to have our centennial in 2020, mm-hmm. and we're still going very strong. And most of the work is done by volunteers. They're volunteers all over the world. South Africa's Vito is volunteers helping out Vito Israel mm-hmm. in Israel. So most of the – we have 6,000 workers that help us to run our, our daycare centers and schools and everything. But most of our work is done by volunteers. And, and where in the world are you sort of operating? Did you have branches all over the world? Is all it more over. of a – We have 50 branches, 50 mm-hmm. federations. Very strong federations, and South Africa is one of our strong federations. Really very good, South Africa. We have England and America and all of Europe, mm-hmm. uh, or practically all of South America, all over the world. You say Vizzo, and the women know what it is. And I think the men do too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think that that uh, is uh, very, very much the case. Uh, let's... I want to talk a little bit more particularly about the the fact that you started off uh, with children and uh, the aspects of of what that means in in Israeli society. And I want to understand that more. But we're just going to take a a short break. And then when we come back, we're talking more about Witso and the work that they do. From talk to music, from Johannesburg to Israel, from sport to business, this is 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and uh, you're listening to the New Blue Review. We're talking Wheatso today on the show with World President Esther Moore, and we've just been discussing some of the work that the organization does. Uh, and Esther, we were talking before the break about the children's homes in particular. Give us a sense. I mean, were these originally like orphanages, or is it more of a place of safety? What, what is the, the target for, for these children's homes? Well, South Africa sponsors five homes and these are homes for children that have been taken away from by court order. There is a foster mother and father who have children of their own, and yet they look after eight children that are brought into that home by, by, by the court order. She becomes an, a mother to these children, and he, a father. They're there, they, do, they go to regular schools, they are given psychological treatment, they are given... It's like a home. It's like my home. The way my kids grew up, they go to school, they come back, they see their mother, they speak to their mother, they have lunch with their mother, then they go and do their homework. It's a normal house with an adopted parents. Mm-hmm. It's something that Vizzo does for children that are at risk. Vizzo will help any kid that is screaming out for help. And and we have this in our schools as well. Children come there, and they can. There are some schools that cater to anything the kid wants to do. There are some kids that cannot study, like our kids study. So we find out what they're good at, and we let them study that, and graduate in that as well. Some kids want to be chefs, so we have cooking classes for them. Some kids want to be hairdressers, so we have hairdressing classes for them. And that's what South Africa does. They have a school called Ikhpat, which means care, and they really, Ikhpat, these children, they are really looking after these children who are distressed, 
who at home they are told they are nothing. They will come to nothing. But when they come to our schools, they become someone. They leave the school graduated and they have a job waiting for them. Vizzo saves lives as much as it can in their homes, in the Neve Vizzo homes, in the schools, in the boarding schools, and in the daycare centers. I wish you could come and see it when you're in Israel. These daycare centers have caregivers that look after them more than anybody else. It's like it's their own babies. They sing and dance and play with them. It's something wonderful to see. Every time I go to a daycare center, I come home crying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how many kids do you have in, in the system at the moment? Oh, we have 14, nearly 15,000 babies from the ages of six months to three years. And we have nearly 6,000 students in our schools and women and children. With That goes on uh, regular changes. I mean, our new battered women shelters, we can they can be up to 22 children and 12 to 13 mothers living together in a battered shelter, in a women's shelter. Well, it's something I, I wanted to ask about. You know, we, we see at the moment it's very... I want to call it fashionable, but it's very much in the news. You know, we have the Me Too thing, uh, and uh, there's there's another campaign that's going on in Hollywood. I saw it at the BAFTAs last night. It's a, a big thing. And it's not something we necessarily talk about in our own community, and certainly it's not the first thing that you think about uh, with Israel. But how much of a problem is this in terms of women being treated uh, in Israeli society and, you know, the kind of interventions that you guys are able to do to, to help the, in those sorts of processes? It has become quite a problem. Uh, we, the, the battered women, uh, I don't know how you can call it in English, it's become uh, something quite regular. Uh, you beat a woman and maybe she will listen to you. Mm-hmm. No, no. We don't beat women. We look after women. We empower women. So we take them in and we empower them. We make sure that no one ever beats them up again. They leave our our centers really totally empowered. Or if they want to go back to their husbands, we don't stop them from going back. But we teach them that they have to stand up for themselves. It's not the women of a 100 years ago. The world has changed. Women are taking the place of men as well in work, the work system. Not, they're not as well paid as the men are, but still, they're taking the places. They're doing good jobs. I don't see the, any reason why they should be hit or abused. They should have as much as respect as we give the men. Mm-hmm. And, and the women come out from those shelters empowered, empowered. Some of them are there with four, five, six children. So they're often like bringing the, the kids with them yes, to, to, to always, the shelter. always. They bring the children. I mean, when they run away from home, they, they run away to the, to the police station. They, and the police brings them to us. Uh, we don't let anybody know where their shelter, where they're sh- in, in which shelter they are in. And, uh, and because there are some husbands that do come and start banging on the doors and they do have guns and they, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. So we keep them very sheltered there. 
um, and their children are sent to the daycare centers. And if they are school age, they are sent to schools. If they need a lawyer, we 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 uh, at- obtain a lawyer for them. If they need to get a divorce, we help them through rabbis and everything to be able to get their divorce. We help them in what their decision is. We don't force our decision onto them, but we make them realize that you can be having a better life than before. Mm-hmm. And and the kind and the kinds of abuse is, is economic, physical, it's the whole range of It's of the things. whole it's also mental abuse. Mm-hmm. You're nothing, you're nobody, I can do anything to you. And they make you feel like really you're nobody. But there is also real abuse. I mean we have women that have been killed. We have been and th- that we go around very, very openly trying with an open, loud voice saying, you can't do that, you can't do that. We parade with coffins sometimes to show them that you cannot abuse women. And and do you feel, I mean, obviously there's an impact that's being made, let's call it, at the end of the process, you know, once it's kind of become so problematic that yes. the person has to move out. But do you feel like Israel as a society is starting to come to terms or starting to speak about uh, the issue of woman abuse in the society more? Yes, yes. And uh, and uh, they do come to Vizzo more. And Vizzo is very well known as looking after this very big problem. Mm-hmm. Women's empowerment is one of our strongest things, besides the babies that we look after and the children that go to school. But women's empowerment has become very strong now. And Vizzo Israel deals with that very, very strongly. And people also also often assume, and I want to talk about this because I often think that people just assume that it's somebody else's problem or happens in another sector, but it's across the board in Israel. It's not a secular problem or a Haredi problem. No, or whatever. no, no, no. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the whole of Israel. The whole of Israel. Wherever you go, there is this problem. I think, I don't know, women were much more submissive and would uh, would uh, say, okay, maybe I did something wrong, and that's why I'm being beaten, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm being pushed around. But it doesn't matter. You can still talk about it. You don't have to beat anybody. You mm-hmm. can talk about it, discuss it, come to a decision together. Don't lift your hand. Don't ab- abuse the woman that you loved once. What happened? Why? Right. Now, I'm, I'm also quite interested in your, in your process. Uh, you, you talk about... The hairdressers and the also because I think that this is a model which is uh, being adopted actually in other places all o- all over the world, where, where people if if they can't earn a living then they can't actually get out of the situation if if, if they if can't they go into to. high tech maybe something else. <laughs> so, so talk to us about that that education program and how people can you know how, how you, those sorts of jobs are, are are being created. Well, we have two schools like that. One which is looked after Vitsa UK and one is which is looked after Vitsa South Africa. Mm-hmm. And uh, these children are children that really can't go to school. They just cannot sit and study like other children can through books, through computers. So maybe we we we've tried to find out what else they're good at. Uh, the two schools that we have both have cookery classes, confectionery classes, and uh, hairdressers. Uh, what else? There is also work with hands. We also have a radio system that they learn how to, to work on that. Maybe they can talk better mm-hmm. than they can write. So th- we try to teach them whatever they're good at, and it works, and they can get their, they can get their matriculation in that as well. And they can find a job right after. They might be even taken into the army 
and do the same work in the army. So it's good for them. I suppose the army does need uh, hairdressers Absolutely. with all of those uh, yes. buzz cuts that they have to do. <laughs> yes. so. so it's good for them. De- definitely. Uh, we're, we're chatting to Esther Moore today on 101.9. She is the president of WITSO International. If you want to ask her some questions uh, about uh, the work that she does, please uh, feel free. Uh, 34519, that's the SMS line. You can WhatsApp us on 0618951019. Uh, email us on our Chaifem or tweet us at Chaifem and uh, we will definitely take any of your communications. And I can tell you that, uh, you know, sometimes we have uh, Christian groups that go to Israel and want to see the work that is being done and uh, even uh, youth and community members uh, from, from other parts of South Africa and, and they often go to the Witso, uh homes and, and organizations and always come away, I think, very impressed uh, with the work that is being done and, and want to see how they can do it in South Africa so that they can learn uh, and, and do it, which I think is a, a really... I uh, just uh, quite amazing in a, a sort of real light uh, that Wito brings, uh, particularly in Israel. Now, I, w- I want to talk to you about another aspect of 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 Wito, which is obviously the fundraising side. Right? Uh, it was quite funny actually. We had a a Israeli guy who's I think he's ninety years old, very famous from South Africa, who came for a visit the other day, and he had a meeting with me, and uh, and then he said, you know. I see that Witso is in the building. I was like, yes. He's like, there is a cookbook that was made by, by Witso. I don't know if it was Witso or Witso South Africa. And I need to get a copy of it for my uh, daughter. She, you know, she's got a wedding or something and she needs a copy of, of this book. And it was so famous and I think it's been around for many years. And I, I think a lot of people associate Witso with these sorts of very long term fundraising efforts. So I, I want you to talk to me about, about those, how Witso has done it. Fundraising and, and, and what does it look like now? Because I think that that has changed a little bit. Fundraising has really changed from the days there was the kupa that you would put in every Friday, a couple of cents and it goes on, and then the basket and then having dinners or whatever. Fundraising has changed tremendously, tremendously. Yes, they still do cookbooks. <laughs> I know that Australia came out with three cookbooks every year, another one. And South Africa, that's new for me. I didn't know they brought out a cook- 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 cookbook. I'm going to ask for them to give me one. <laughs> I don't know if there's any left. <laughs> <laughs> there is one left. One left. Good. That's for me. <laughs> Wonderful. I love cooking as well. So it's, it's nice. Yes, cookbooks is a good way. It's a good way. I mean... It can go all over the world, and since we meet once a year at uh, in Israel, which we have a plenary in January, and once every four years we have an EGM, mm-hmm. uh, they can bring their books there, and they can sell it to each other at the minimum price, and then when they take it back home, they can set it at any, any price they want. That's a good one of fundraising. Mm-hmm. But... Today, you need to speak to your, to your donors. You need to speak to your donors in your donor's language. You need to be able to know, to have a proposal ready so that your donor would be interested in and uh, would like to be able to give to you. And when I did fundraising for 16 years, I was very sure of what I wanted from my donor before I went to my donor mm-hmm. and would take him all the brochures that I had in my hand about Vizzo and explain what Vizzo does to him and then ask if he would like to join us in some project and be able to 
donate to that project if he was interested in. And most of my donors were interested in helping out in some way or the other and became bigger donors. Every year when I asked them for something, they became bigger and bigger donors. It's different today. And 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 how how has it changed in terms of, you know, I think a lot of people back in the day also you gave just money, right? You said, well, here's the cause, here's the money, and we make sure that it is. Um, my sense is that donors are very much more individualistic you know they want they want their kind of, of of project which which can be good but it also can have challenges associated with it yes and sometimes they want a project that, that is not necessary for viso right and i would like them to do a project that is urgent for us to have so i kind of coax them in <laughs> and and they usually agree because whatever they want and if we don't have it I managed to find something that they would like mm-hmm. to have and and to donate for, and really the people really are wonderful people. They really do help. They really do stretch their hands and give with their hearts and their pockets. And how much of it is okay? You know, you're giving the money to the cause and connecting, but there's also like a social aspect, particularly with an organisation like we. So, uh, I was reading before the show about some of the fundraising events that you've uh, that you've done, and and I'd love to actually chat a little bit about them as well. But but that sort of social interaction, the the parties, the dinners, the getting to know the donor. It seems to me that that's a crucial part of the process as well, that people want to feel involved with the movement. Yes, it is. It's important that we can get together, speak about it. Besides showing them the project of how it would become, they would like to know who is with them, who is interested in Vizos projects. And then we do have these social parties and invite them and, and, make, and introduce them to people. I've, had, I've done every year one or two I've done I've had the Italian embassy that was very strong with me. I even did it in a Chinese embassy once, <laughs> and and it was wonderful. People do come and see that there are other people who are interested, people that have never, ever associated with Vizzo, are ready to give to Israel, are ready to give to Vizzo. It's wonderful to see how much people have open hand and open mind and, and are ready to help out the children in Israel. And yet when you first started, it wasn't... You know, it wasn't fancy. It wasn't, uh, you know, um, the Italians or the Chinese. You just got some woman around in a in a room and said, "Okay, girls, uh, you know, what can we do to kind of help?" And I feel like that is a crucial aspect for for people in terms of making that small change, which can become much bigger. Bigger. Well, we we sometimes still have these small little events. <laughs> uh, they are more intimate. They are more. Uh, less social, and we do we do still have success with that. But I like to have these big events so that everybody can see each other and know each other. And ah, oh, that gentleman gave us, and the other one gives us, and this other third one he gave it for the last bar mitzvah. So everybody gets to know who the donors are, and we can share. It's fine. Mm-hmm. People should know who they are, and we have to give them a lot of respect and thanks. That's the important part. So, so that was actually going to be my next question. I mean, Israel's kind of famous, if, if I take another Jewish organization, 
you know, which would plant trees. And there's like a famous scene in a movie where they plant the tree and then the donors come and then they sort of unplant the tree and the next set of donors come. You know, it's a very kind of Israeli joke. Uh, but, but there is the sense in Jewish communities around, you know, you have to do it and have the plaque up. And you know, is that still a crucial part of how people like to give? Yes, I think they like to see their name up on the building. Mm-hmm. That's very important for them. And we will give them however, whatever size they want if they give us the right amount of money for that size. Yes, and put their name up on the building. There are prices for that, having their name on a building. But every donor... If he asks for a plaque, we'll get one for sure. So, so that is very much still a big part of uh, um, uh, of of the space in which you guys operate. Uh, we're talking to Esther Moore today on 101.9 Chai FM. Uh, we'll take a short break and we come back. We'll be speaking more about Witso and the role of women in Israeli society. The best part of your day. At the heart of your community. All the talk. All the music. All the news. Chai FM. I'm Benji Shulman, and this is the New Blue Review. We're talking Wheatso today on the show and the work that they're doing. And uh, we have to discuss it. World President of Wheatso, Esther Moore, who is in studio with us. And uh, please uh, let us know if you want to give a shout out. uh, 34519, that's on the SMS line. And WhatsApp 0618951019. Now, Esther, something else I wanted to, to ask. You know, I think. Part of the success about Wheatso had also been, uh, you know, the women volunteers that were the, it's like the key backbone to the organization. But as uh, women have had to, I think, work more or had more responsibilities with the family or over time, I think that that has uh, affected a lot of organizations' work to do volunteers. I don't think it's just a woman's issue, but just volunteering time in general in, in our society has something that has decreased uh, and and I'm, I want to get your sense about how that how that affects organizations like yours and what you do to to see you know to, to try and deal with the issue well since it's a women's organization and all the women are volunteers mm-hmm. we have to really work hard at that to get new ones it is difficult and especially in today's day, the young ones are hard at working and it's difficult for them to give us time and become a volunteer. But yet, there's still time that you can give an hour a day, two hours a day, and we are trying. We really are. We're getting new volunteers. But the ladies that were volunteers, I don't think many of them really worked uh, in in an outside job. Mm-hmm. So... Vito became their job, even though that they weren't paid for it. It became a full-time job, as it became for me a full-time job. Uh, I wish there would be more women volunteering. If men want to volunteer with us, it's fine. We will accept them as well. (laughs) But since it's a women's uh, organization, I would love to have some young people coming and volunteering. We find anything for them to do. And and, and and are you working hard to, to get young people to, to engage with the organization? Very much so, very mm-hmm. much so. Uh, my my granddaughters, both of them volunteer with Vito. My daughter volunteers with Vito. I think we volunteers should try and get our families also involved, our daughters also involved in it, and other people will see it. Schools, you know that in Panama they have young girls of 16 joining Vito and volunteering. I think we should start it also in South Africa if we could. It would be nice. Yeah, certainly sounds... Uh 
like a like a good idea, I think, uh, for young women to get involved with the organisation that is affirming women's rights in Israel. Absolutely, uh, and 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 wherever, um, and and wherever they are, you know, I think that that is a, a crucial point. And quite a lot of famous women, both in Israeli and South African society, uh, came through. I remember reading about I can't remember her name, but she was this famous communist. In South Africa, who ended up being arrested uh, and then couldn't do so much of her underground ANC work and ended up working for Wiso, uh in, in between. Uh, so we will, uh, I, I, I can't remember the name, but uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll look it up. It was for me a fascinating story about, you know, the kind of work uh, that Wietso does. So looking kind of to the future then in terms of talking young people, what kind of stuff are you guys you know are, do you, what what are your sort of future plans that well, you'd like to we, do with we now have a new thing going on and, and especially in South Africa mm-hmm. we have uh, wheelchairs being donated by a South African who made aliyah to Israel and uh, the help of the Israeli embassy here in Johannesburg uh, to bring wheelchairs into the hospitals that the children need here. Mm-hmm. It was something that was the, an opening. It's the first time that something like this has happened, that Rizzo is involved in hospitals. Mm-hmm. And wheelchairs are important for children that cannot walk, that cannot move around. And I do believe they were brought in in wheelbarrows because they didn't have wheelchairs. Wow. And this thing here is a real miracle for these children to be able to move around. And I, they had an opening in, uh, in Cape Town. And to, today we are having another opening in Johannesburg, which I will be attending. I'm looking forward to it. It's something new, and I think it should be done. I'm going to try and make it happen in other countries as well. So, in, in some respects, that is, you know, one of the, the powerful things uh, about WITSO uh, and some of the organization. I mean, traditionally, a lot of it was obviously about fundraising, and I think that's obviously we've discussed yes. the key aspect. But in a country like South Africa, which has so many issues of its own, Israel can be a real uh, a game changer for ordinary people. And it's so nice to see that WITSO is playing a role in, you know, in engaging that. It's wonderful. It started here, and I hope it will spread like wildfire all around the world yeah. to be helping all the children in the hospital, all the paraplegics. And and in terms of your plans in, in, in terms of Wheatsa Israel, I mean, you guys have all of these kids and all of these shelters. Is there plans to expand? Are you trying to, uh, you know, consolidate? What, what, what are the kind of key challenges if that you see? If it is for me, mm-hmm. I would like to have Vito in every city in the world, in every country. I would like to shout at the rooftops. Everybody should join Vito. It's one of the best organizations, voluntary organizations in the world. Come, join us, help us to help Israel and the children of Israel. So if, if someone is listening in Israel and, you know, is, is wanting to be involved, what kind of opportunities do you offer for for volunteers? Is it something that they can do through Masa, for example? You know, what, how do people actually get involved when they uh, do this sort of thing? Well, there is Vito. They can join Vito here in South Africa, and they will guide them through of how to become volunteers wherever they live. Wherever they live, they, I am sure they can find a visa office close to them that will help them through, and we really accept them with open arms. We want you to join us, help us. We can become one together. And you have a whole, uh, talking about the, the young people, you have a whole division which is uh, devoted to 
to to young people. I think it, is it Aviv? Is am I Aviv. correct? Aviv. Am I correct Aviv. in saying that? It's young, really young. Nice, nice to have them. And 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 how do you? I'm interested in the generational difference. So what kind of stuff does Aviv do that's different to 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 what kind of we well, does? Well, Aviv is young. We uh, they we want the young people to join us. We're getting, we're, as I told you before, we're 98 years old. Right. We're getting older by the day, and we need younger people to join us. We do not want to fade away because nobody young joins us. The young people take over our jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no special thing that they can do. They take over our jobs. They become the main leaders. Uh, for a couple of years, they learn. They are aviv. They go and see the see all our um, centers and and the work we do, and then they join World Vito. They join the the grow the grown up groups. Right. So 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 there's like a it's like a feeder system. Basically, yes, you yes. train them, and then you're you're able to 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 come depend on it. them. Right. For yes, for the work yes. that you do. Well, uh, we're talking to Esther Moore. Uh, she is from Wita. We'll take a short break and we come back. We'll be chatting again about uh, Wita in Israel. Stay relevant and up to date. This is 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the new Blue Review. And uh, we're talking Wita today with President, International President uh, Esther Moore. Uh, Esther. Uh, just during the break, we we're actually discussing that you you you're like a uh, one of those people who who who, who volunteers full time and then volunteers extra time and does extra extra time, uh, and you're working with a lot of other organisations, the Jewish Agency and the World Jewish Congress. Um, organisations do a lot of good work in terms of of dealing with BDS issues and and, and that sort of thing. Yes. And and I sometimes uh, you know I wonder about what the long term effects of uh, this kind of poison is basically coming from BDS, not so much for, against Israel, but against our diaspora and our Jews. Do you find that uh, this is something that is that, that makes your work more difficult, that people become misinformed, that sort of thing? Absolutely. They are misinformed. Uh, this BDS is really, they're harming Israel, yes, but I think they're harming themselves even more. Mm. Uh, Israel invent so many things, does so many things. If they, this BDS really wants to use against Israel, they won't have anything. They won't even have the vaccine for, for polio it was invented. The Jews invent things. And if you don't want to be, you want to be anti-Semitized, Semite, stop using all our things. Okay, it's fine with us. Other people will use it. Mm-hmm. But they're only hurting themselves. They're hurting more themselves than they're hurting us. Um I do help uh, in the World Jewish Congress a lot with the BDS. We have many meetings about it. Ronald Lauder, the president of the World Jewish Congress, is very strong, really very strong, and he's a very good president, very strong for Israel, and helps through and tries to make our vo- his voice loud as well as all the Jewish Congress voice loud to say, we're here and we're here to stay and nobody is going to stop us. And, and and with the vilification in the media and that sort of thing, does that then also make the fundraising pitch more difficult? Very difficult. It mm-hmm. does. It v- does make it very difficult. But believe me, I think the Jewish people stand together mm-hmm. and they will do everything to help each other and to stand and be able to give. And it's going good. It's, I, I think one day it will stop because they're going to lose it. Well, yeah, I think that uh, one day we'll look at it as being a, 
a, a blip, but in the meantime, we, we're going to have to fight it. So you, you're here for how much longer in South Africa? Uh, in South Africa for 10 days in total, but in Johannesburg, I think just another day. <laughs> and and will people, will you be doing talks or other engagements? Oh, yes. Uh, all day. <laughs> all day today, tomorrow, day after, day after. And, yes. And will people, are any of them open to the public? People can come and see? I don't know. Are they? I really don't know. Uh, uh, Maybe not. I think they have a ladies' day, which is totally booked out. Mm-hmm. And then there is an AGM, which is also booked out. I mean, they have prepared an itinerary, which is a full-time itinerary. Well, I'm sure I'm sure people can uh, get hold of uh, of the WITA office. Uh, you can phone uh, 011-645-2500 and just ask for the WITA office or go onto the WITA South Africa website uh, and uh, have a look there. Uh, you can get all the details, the cookery book, uh, and uh, also more information about the wheelchairs and 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 all the other projects. And if people want to see the Wito International stuff, where where can they? If they're they in Israel go, and want to see, they can go the Wito World website. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of international stuff on it. And and if, and and are people able to come visit the the projects? And yes, and also? they have to phone World Wito, and mm-hmm. they can go and visit the projects with with somebody guiding them to see the projects which would be wonderful they all they have to do is to phone make an appointment and they'll be taken yeah and i would definitely recommend it i know when uh, people that have gone on tours uh, that i know have always been very impressed so if you want to see something uh, a bit different uh, in israel that's not part of your normal itinerary i would uh, suggest that esther moore thank you so much for being on uh, the new blue review enjoy your trip to south africa and please uh, keep up all the good work that you're that you're doing uh in in and uh, all around the jewish world thank you very much benji brings us to the end of the show for today thank you so much for listening it's been really really great to be on the program with you and uh, i guess we will see i'll I'll see you next week but i'm actually on uh, the afternoon drive for the next two weeks so if you're listening now make sure uh, you join us at four o'clock see you then